Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hi, before we talk to Buzz, let's talk about the New Deal Shop. We are so grateful that vaccinations for COVID-19 are underway. And while we're nearing the finish line for this brutal pandemic, getting there means staying safe. So for the foreseeable future, only respirator face masks provide real protection from transmission. Unfortunately, the huge demand and limited supply of respirators means we're flooded with fakes and counterfeits that do almost nothing. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized N95 respirator masks with anti-fraud labeling on every single package that can be verified right on the manufacturer's website. They're tested in the United States by the NPPTL and provide the most significant level of protection. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized N95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. They let us win the bastards. They take everything we had. And not just from us, from our fathers, and from our fathers' fathers. And from our fathers' fathers' fathers. Yeah. And from our fathers' 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 fathers. You're right, Stan. Don't labor the point. <laughs> and what have they ever given us in return? The aqueduct? <laughs> what? The aqueduct? Oh, yeah, yeah, they did give us that. Uh, that's true, yeah. And the sanitation. Oh, yeah, the sanitation, Reg. Remember what the city used to be like? Yeah, all right, I'll grant you, the aqueduct and the sanitation are two things the Romans have done. And the roads. Well, yeah, obviously yeah. the roads. I mean, the roads go without sand, don't they? <laughs> but apart from the sanitation, the aqueduct and the roads... Irrigation. Medicine. <laughs> Education. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, all right, fair enough. And the wine. Yeah, yeah, that's something we've really missed, Reg, if the Romans left. <laughs> Public baths. And it's safe to walk in the streets at night now, Reg. Yeah, they certainly know how to keep order. Let's face it, the only ones who could in a place like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but apart from the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, a fresh water system and public health, what have the Romans ever done for us? Brought peace? Oh, peace! Shut up! Bob Seska! Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show! You wouldn't believe it, but I had a conversation just like that on Twitter the other day. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 9, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. 
Hi, my name is Bob. Hello. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 49 of the Biden-Harris administration, 609 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeskaGo. Oh, and look, it's Buzz Burbank sitting right over there. Hey, Buzz. You say Buzz Burbank. You said it all. Hi. You do look radiantly maternal today. (laughs) I really, really try. You know, (laughs) I I take care of myself. (laughs) Hi, Bob. It shows. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, He's he's Bob. Yeah. I'm Buzz. And we're next in line to be interviewed by Oprah. A long last, goddammit. It's about time she called us. Uh, The subject of today's show, by the way, is uh, filibustering. Mm -hmm. And we plan to talk about that for a very long time. Uh, a lot of red states are dropping their mask mandates. So I'm sure you've seen that in the news. Not happy about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I will never, Bob, I'll never understand the Republican opposition to wearing a mask. I, I mean, they don't seem to mind the blinders. <laughs> or the white hoods. <laughs> uh, well, here it is. Donald Trump has returned to New York. He returned to New York yesterday for the first time since leaving the White House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why he went to New York. Uh, maybe work out a two-way pardon with Mario Cuomo? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, with all the talk, uh, well, speaking of people being in trouble, uh, there's been a lot of talk this week about the royal family, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Bob and I are very excited uh, today to announce that Prince Charles has agreed to appear on this show. <laughs> and and I thought this was telling. He only had one uh, backstage demand no brown M&M's. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Let's go spread now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, get infected with me. Come on, get infected with me. Early in the morning, we'll be heading out. The virus will be coming along. We're loading up our woody, not a mask in sight. We won't be staying healthy too long. Come on, Corona, baby. Wait and see. I'm going to ignore the CDC. Come on with me, baby. Let's head to the sea. We'll start a second wave. Wait and see. Let's go spread now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, get infected with me. Get infected with me. Oh, yeah, the great Rocky Mountain Mike. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Another classic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Indeed. Going, going <laughs> out to Texas. A long-distance request of dedication. Frighteningly hilarious yeah. is what I'm going to rate that. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, of course, even though we are here close to the end of the uh, coronavirus pandemic, uh, the end, everyone's getting uh, vaccinated now. And I get the sense I'm going to get that email from my healthcare provider and uh, I'm going to go in and get the shot. It's really starting to roll out very quickly. Uh, I, we've gotten our both of our shots now, and I'm uh, maybe, what, nine days shy now of being immune, at least for 90 days or longer. We don't know yet because yeah. it's still, uh, this pandemic is still new, as old as it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and vaccinations, as you heard this week, up to uh, nearly 2 million, uh, I'm sorry, nearly 3 million in a day. Wow. Uh, with expectations that get up to 4 million. Can you imagine if uh, 50 15 or 20 million people are getting vaccinated every week. Uh, it won't be very long before we hit that wall where we reach the people Mike was just singing about. Yeah. Uh, those who refuse to get the shot, uh, who also, in many cases, I'm afraid, happen to be the same people who refuse to wear a mask. Not always, but but very frequently that's the case. Uh, but but it, this is exciting, and this is part of this week's good news, is mm-hmm. that the vaccines, the vaccines are rolling out fast. And yes, Bob, yours is coming 
sooner than we thought it was going to. I don't know how to feel about this after the fact, but I, I feel ashamed. That's You know what? That's exactly how I feel. I um, feel ashamed that I went out and got a haircut yesterday. It's just like, oh, God. It was you, like it was a real roll of dice for me. That, to that's go and the kind do of that. thing that shuts down the NBA. You know, that's the, that's, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, hang on, hang on. Did you knock your headphones off? What yeah, happened here? I did. I yanked Bob. the headphones right out of the wall. Yeah, they got <laughs> Bob fell into a tube. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I need a longer cord on my headphones, I think. Jesus I guess Christ. So. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I did. I, I decided, okay, I'm going to wear like three masks and go out and get my hair taken care of because it was now, just, it was what, getting to this point where it's just a fucking disaster. I, you, you had been in a deep freeze. Is the weather, I mean, could this have been an outdoor haircut or is it still cold enough uh, in D.C. that it had to be an indoor? Well, it was, it was outdoors. It was outdoors, so it was oh, distance, really? and everyone's well, wearing masks. Oh, and yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so I was doing it know. safely. I wasn't yeah, going to take an extreme risk here because, I mean, here's my mantra right now, Buzz. I've made yes. it this far. I'm coming up yep. on a year. As of yep. March 15, that was the yep. start of me yeah. isolating in place, and uh, we're coming up on the one-year mark. The last thing I want to do is end up with this virus right at the end right, right. The, oh, after all of this sacrifice yeah i know well that's a little how i felt when i was exposed to mm -hmm. it I, I didn't contract it I, it didn't transmit to me for whatever unbelievably <laughs> miraculous reason it's your but, superpower <laughs> i guess yeah. uh but uh i laugh in the face of death uh I, and and have repeatedly uh but but it, it, you know i'd gone that long i'd gone 10 and a half months without without risking without and then all of a sudden boom you've you've been touched you got the cooties yeah and uh the boy that was a terrifying feeling and a miserable feeling to have made it that far mm -hmm. and and not made it across though fortunately you know not positive so yeah. uh, and now even more fortuitous uh vaccinated well i have been beyond extreme with my isolation where i'm just really not taking any chances I, i've actually had my hair cut at a barber shop three times in the uh -huh. last year the rest of the time i swear to god i'm cutting it myself and if you want to know you ever had a dog who contracted mange or as they call it some people call it the mange that's kind of what i looked like there for a period of time i was able to disguise it pretty well for the stephanie miller show but for the most part oh my god patches of no hair where the oh where the razor went haywire you know the uh because <laughs> all i've got here is an electric beard trimmer that when i yeah, used to have a beard bad. i would trim my beard with this thing and now i'm trimming my head with, uh, with the same thing and because i'm right-handed everything that happens on the left side of my head gets completely butchered i mean it was just a, a utter disaster plus i'm kind of you know i'm getting older so my hair is thinning on the top and it's just a goddamn mess so i i rolled the dice and i did it yesterday i think i'm gonna be okay and in fact i was wearing three of the regular wow. blue n95 yes. i guess they're n95 masks um, uh but surgical masks but yeah, they're the very surgical good masks. Yes. yeah exactly uh, so i was wearing three of them and when i got back in the car i took off one and i felt like a madman <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Felt like a felt like a loose woman or a loose man. I guess. For yeah, that, yeah. For that so that's a, that's yeah. actually an old Dennis Miller. I, that was an old I, Dennis Miller joke. He told the on SNL one night. He told the joke. You know, sometimes I wear three condoms and I take two of them off and I feel like a madman. And I was one of my <laughs> yeah. See, that was here. when he was funny. Remember yes, that? Yes. Oh, we God, all enjoyed that. And yeah. then I don't know what happened. No, I, I You know, nine no eleven. Idea. But I but I, I have to say this out loud on your show because I don't know if it's been said. There here, I've seen it. Other people say it. I want to say it for myself, and that is, there's such a great feeling of relief. Yeah. Even after, if you're getting the two shots, even after the first shot, 
you 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 it's just it's like you think well this was never going to get here and then you got it mm-hmm. and and because so much protection is provided by the first shot you you automatically feel a little safer yeah and then when you get the second shot then you think oh man and, and you still have to be careful you still have to wear a mask and social distance and all those kinds of things avoid crowds wash your hands but uh you you it's a great sense of relief mm-hmm. uh, to to get vaccinated you will feel we were talking I think you and I mentioned last week that we were sleeping better uh, now that what's his name isn't president anymore <laughs> yeah god yeah uh, you will sleep better mm-hmm. once you've gotten that that uh, shot and, and then if there is one a second shot yeah my mom got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine the other day and oh. as they were doing it she broke down crying she was so happy she was so thrilled yes, to finally have it very and, and common one step closer to being uh, with her grandkids again and with her kids yep. you know just she is very much into that kind of shit in the past year you know any person who's really into spending time with their family has been devastated this past year because they, they haven't been able right. to do it and my mom was one of those people i'm so glad that she and her husband finally got that uh, that vaccine and so she's counting the days until people can come to her house again and and have a good time and so that's a uh, that was a really important step for her but i have a feeling this american rescue plan is going to be an enormous stride forward, and not only in terms of COVID and eliminating COVID, in terms mm-hmm. of getting to the point where we are herd immune from this thing, where you combine the vaccine, everyone getting the vaccine, getting their boosters when they need them, and then finally COVID could be eliminated because of all of this, because of this extra money that uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats are throwing at the problem. And But it's not just that. It's not just COVID. This blows me away, Buzz. This Uh piece of legislation, we all know how unprecedented it is. $1.9 trillion, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, more than a trillion dollars higher than the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009, the stimulus under Barack Obama. And (laughs) we're going to see the benefit of it probably within the next year or two. And one of the major benefits of it is going to be that it's going to cut childhood poverty in half more than half from 14 percent down to six percent by all estimates yeah this is amazing this is one of the biggest pieces of social legislation and perhaps you've heard others say this mm-hmm. uh, uh, that uh, the affordable care act under obama combined with uh, the changes being made in this bill uh, uh some of the biggest social change we've seen in decades uh this is this is huge and and wonderful things are being accomplished here black farmers are being helped yeah uh i mean the, the list of of uh what is it theaters and and concert venue people restaurant owners above all others yeah. are getting financial help uh, this is a, a major turnaround for the country uh you will see a lot done here and it's just this covid relief bill is just and we call it that even though it's a lot of other things uh, ending childhood poverty not the least of which mm-hmm. but uh, that as big as it is is only part of uh, the american rescue yeah. uh, that, that you were just talking about uh which will take i think uh, prog- progress forward i, I think yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll see uh, even more progress this is not as big a social change as this is 
he's just getting started. 100% subsidies going into Cobra health insurance premiums. Mm -hmm. So that's it. I mean, if you're out of work and you're using Cobra for your health insurance for you and your family, you're 100% covered because of this act. 100%. That's staggering. And and he had reopened the enrollment period. So there's no no bureaucratic trick here to keep Mm -hmm. you from uh, enjoying that benefit. But I was arguing with Red Roses, uh, otherwise known as the dirtbag left on Twitter the other day who were insisting that because it doesn't entirely eliminate childhood poverty it's a right-wing piece of legislation that is what the far left is saying right now about this thing the democrats can't win for losing for god's sake they pass this unprecedented piece of legislation cuts childhood poverty in half something that the red roses the far left the far progressive left wasn't even pushing for they weren't even asking for that so childhood poverty among black families is going to go from 20 percent down to 13 percent because of this law hispanic mm-hmm. families 18 percent down to 11 percent, and they're going they're sitting there with their arms crossed going not good enough i was like well where were you yeah. guys even asking for something like this and nowhere to be found uh, they were focused on other things and that's fine but at the same time you know you don't shit on something that you yourself had nothing to fucking do with that was a massive accomplishment as far well, as i'm concerned I know those are the usual whiners. Uh, you know, we've come to expect that, I, I think, yeah. from them. Uh, they did not win the day, however. Well, even though the Red Roses weren't lobbying for this, it was addressed anyway. I mean, this is, again, this is a major progressive accomplishment. This is something right. that not only do we have massive dollar amounts being paid out to American families and businesses and so on. But at the same time, this is a rollback of the kind of uh, fiscal policy that we have been experiencing since the early 80s. This government is the problem kind of thing. You know, it's I'm government. I'm I'm here to help the entire Ronald Reagan boogeyman right, that he created right. and it, which put us into this austerity tailspin for several decades where oh my god the government can't spend the money oh shit we got to we're going to go broke and it's going to be uh, bankruptcy and we're going to run up the credit card and yada 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 about the national debt and the deficit and now this i think goes a long way to rolling back that kind of yes, attitude. It does. Yeah. And I think it reflects a change overall. Uh, again, I think those are the usual whiners. Uh, they did not win the day. They yeah. don't help. And I think the fact that that goes on is part of that ongoing struggle that we are seeing every day now mm-hmm. between the the moderate, more moderate, and more progressive wings of of the Democratic Party, yeah. uh, m- maybe that's even a healthy thing. I, I I don't know. I mean, what they're what what the what the Red Roses are saying is is not helpful, mm-hmm. certainly. But but uh, you know, having the having that debate present, I don't think has to deter us. And in this case, did not deter us from doing what needed to be done, and we're on track to do more. I think it's a reflective of a societal change as well. Yeah. I think I think attitudes are changing, uh, not just among Democrats who bought into some of those theories for so many decades. Mm. But I think even seeing it in moderates and and some Republicans are coming around, I think, on that way of thinking. Well, there's certainly uh, something weird going on on the far left (laughs) in terms of the overall uh, thrust of what they're trying to accomplish. It seems to me as if this fight that I was having, and it wasn't just random (laughs) Red Rose people on Twitter. I'm Uh talking about, you know, some of the influencers on the uh, far left. And the denial that was happening that that I was witnessing directly in terms of saying, well, you're cutting child poverty in half. Not good enough. It it just seems ludicrous to me to take that position. This is a major stride toward eliminating uh, childhood poverty. And so my, my response was. 
you want to make, uh, for example, college education free, or you want to do some of these other uh, progressive issue items, and none of those things eliminate poverty. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I mean, it slashes poverty, certainly, to have mm-hmm. uh, universal health insurance and so on, but it doesn't eliminate poverty. And so I don't know why this expectation is taking place other than to troll, to be contrarians, right. to screw yes. up the, ding, ding, the, ding, ding, the ding, paradox. Ding, yeah, it. it sounds there. like the kind of Russia motivated shit that we saw or that we're still seeing on the red I hat. Think it's, right. I think in, a, in the case of those influencers, I think it's ego driven. I, yeah. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're thugs, they're ne'er do wells, uh, they, you know. <laughs> It's 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 what it's what it's what gets them off. Now, uh-huh. if it coincides with a Russian agenda, and any division does, but but I think a lot of that, frankly, is ego driven. It's yeah. it's you know it's it's I'm smarter than you. Look at me. You guys are all wrong. Your plan's not going to work. You suck. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, one prominent influencer was saying that 17 million fewer people are going to get checks this time than under Trump, and the That's total wrong. check dollar amount was going to be more under Trump, but the reality is that Americans are going to get significantly more under the American Rescue Act. And, and more of the right people. And I want to talk about the right people again yeah. in, in a second if we could. Oh yeah, 20 million people who didn't get stimulus under Trump is going to get it under this bill. I mean, we're talking right. about 17-year-olds, uh, uh, college students, dependents, uh, U.S. citizens with undocumented and, spouses. They're all going to get checks. And, and so, and never, and never mind the Red Roses. Republicans are out there telling out-and-out lies about how prisoners are going to get checks and illegal uh, immigrants as they call them are going to get checks and and that those are those are lies that we need to focus on if we're while we're focusing on lies mm-hmm. uh, you know that's and the, the, the lying the outrageous bald-faced lying continues yeah. and uh, it, it it gets it pushes out disinformation uh, people pick that up and 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 if i can just veer us off for a bit uh, sure. I, it would be about uh, the people who uh, deserve it i i think it because of the need to get the money out quickly we can't be as careful as maybe we'd like to be about where the money goes but these claims about it going to prisoners and and uh, immigrants is just uh, not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the number of immigrants uh, to which this is is minuscule, and I mean fractional. Uh, the the same with uh, the the same with inmates, uh, possibly going to some who have uh, minor crimes, who are in for minor crimes or nonviolent crimes. Uh, you know, so uh, there some thought has been put into it, but uh, I, I hear so many people of. From both parties, both the Republican voters and Democratic voters that I speak to uh, are saying uh, you're talking about unemployment benefits and saying uh, uh, so many people have decided uh, they can make more money not working than they can make working. And that, that that's that's a sign that things have spun out of control. Um, th- th- there are so many people who need that money. Many people are not getting enough. Um, I, I don't believe it. I, I know. And if you saw John Oliver this week, mm-hmm. uh, you saw a comparison between, and this was, I think, pre pandemic, uh, the unemployment checks coming out of Massachusetts are $1,200 a week. Then unemployment checks coming out of Florida, what few there are, are $200 a week, $1,200 a week versus $200 a week with no national minimum Jesus. set. Uh, and, and mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I, I'm just not buying if if the unemployment checks are 200 bucks a week in Florida. Uh, I'm just not buying that people are making more money and enough to live on on just unemployment 
yeah. uh, without working. Oh, yeah. And I was hearing that from a few different people like, oh, uh-huh. my God, wh- where the hell are they going to get the money to pay for this? Uh, this is going to be, a, again, the, the, the old ways, the old way of thinking, the old fiscal right. austerity right. comes back to haunt us or people are going, oh, I don't know, what about all this pork and all these things that they're, the members of Congress are sticking in there, all these wasteful spending uh, riders and stuff. Yeah, jobs. it's it's about jobs. It's, you know, the role of Congress, if you're elected to Congress, your role is to go in and get as much money as you can for your state or your district. That's just how it goes. You want to be able to go home and say, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, X billions of dollars, X millions of dollars to pay for new jobs and new roads and et cetera, new projects here in the state or here in the district. And that's the whole idea of going to Congress, for God's sake. You yeah. know how, how, how much a government benefit, domestic government benefit money goes to fraud and waste yeah three percent yeah right corporations oil companies mm-hmm. communications giants amazon google getting by with huge incredible insane tax breaks yeah uh we're giving them money uh, by the truckload mm-hmm. and whining about the three percent of people who are getting unemployment who shouldn't be. No one ever talks about that, though, Buzz. No, when well, it comes that's why. To- that's why I'm here today, Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, when it, like for example, the tax bill that uh, Donald Trump passed with the Republicans in the Senate—they right, that right. never received the kind of scrutiny as far as wasteful spending or are and, the wealthy going to exploit this and find new loopholes? Are and, they going and, to every time there's a spending bill that's passed, everyone goes, "Well, the poor people are just going to take advantage of this and they're never going to want to work again." And that is simply not the question that everyone no. asks when there's a big tax cut that gets passed. No one talks no. about yeah. Yeah. And they, they, that Trump Republican tax cut that you're just now talking about, uh, that cost the government over $2 trillion. Yep. And we're whining about, well, we're not, but some Republicans, many Republicans, all Republicans, mm-hmm. are whining about $1.9 trillion for COVID relief. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, at some point, they're going to address the deficit and the debt. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. But but for right now, of course. the emergency takes precedent over right. any form of austerity. That- That's absolutely correct. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. it right there. That's and plus, the deal. you know, you ask any financial planner, any financial expert, and they're going to tell you, look, the government is different than your own household finances because, among many reasons, the government can print money. <laughs> you know, you yeah. cannot personally print money. The government, if the government wants to print money, it can sure as hell print more money if it needs yeah, to. Yeah, the, the emergency, I mean, you said it with the emergency takes precedent. It, yeah. it absolutely does. You, you started this conversation by saying that we're going to see a lot of changes in in a year and and mm. you talked about childhood poverty as an a, a a huge glaring example of the change we're going to see uh i would propose also that we're going to see changes within the next couple of weeks i i think i think we're going to start feeling the benefits of this COVID relief plan mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. And we will continue to see benefits throughout the year of leading up to that. And some of these uh, programs in this bill are set to expire in a year, but there's already talk of making them permanent. That's what happens when you end up using the reconciliation process. You have to constantly mm-hmm. renew the legislation, and that becomes right, problematic. Right. And I hope they have the votes to uh, renew a lot of these programs after a year, mm-hmm. the things that end up mm-hmm. expiring. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, though, the impact of this right now 
we're only going to begin to see the full scope, I think. There's going to certainly, as you say, there's going to be benefits in the next few weeks. But the full scope of this thing, I think, very likely will lead to uh, what's considered to be. And in fact, Chris Hayes was talking about this with Paul Krugman on MSNBC last night. I think it's going to lead to a Goldilocks recovery, which is not too hot and not too cold. It's not too fast like a bubble and it's not too slow uh, like a slow recovery. What's going to happen is it's going to be just right. And that, I think, is going to lead us to what could very well amount to another roaring 20s. I think that is something that we can maybe not, you know, place bets on, but I think it's uh, it's enough to feel good about what's coming around the corner. I knew I should have hung onto that zoot suit. Oh, I, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your little, uh, what, your, your straw campaign hats, right? right? Wasn't that, didn't all the guys in the 20s skimmer, wear the, my yeah, skimmer, yeah. skimmer, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, well, that's all going to come back in style, I'm sure, right? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, but again, the government is in a very unique position to be able to thrust money into an economy that's sputtering. And this is one of those situations where it's sputtering, and it may not be evident when you look at the Dow or something like that that but in terms of jobs i mean we lost 9.5 million jobs in the past year because of covid and so despite the job recovery that we're in the middle of right now still a long way to go but this is going to help i believe so so if i hear you right what you're saying is the government is now in a position to do what a government is supposed to do that's exactly right that's okay i got it yeah 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 the thing that you're talking about buzz is the thing that should be the default for our government. Yes, but, it's how it should have been all along. Yeah, you, you go back to the New Deal, you go back to World War II, and you see the economic booms created by those levels of spending, and mm-hmm. then the austerity, the backlash that took place uh, after that, where, whoa, oh my God, we can't run up big deficits like that. And that tends to cripple the ability of the economy to recover when it needs to. And you can't just wait it out. You, like Japan, for example, ended up in this prolonged recession that lasted years and years and years. In fact, I think they're still recovering from it. And that Mm -hmm. was because of the desire, the false desire for austerity, for fiscal conservatism, to not pump any government money into the economy and just let the free market work it out. Well, that doesn't always work. Sometimes you may catch a break and it works, but for the most part, you need to infuse government cash into the economy in order for it to recover. Government Uh, is there to serve the people with the people's money yeah exactly you don't want to go too far in terms of uh generating inflation but at the same time uh this i think there is a that. yeah as i said there is a goldilocks zone to shoot for and i think this Absolutely. more than adequately hit it hit yeah target. as you were saying this is not inadequate it's not opulent it's yeah. just right yeah i think history is going to remember obama and biden as mm. great great presidents and, of course, Trump as the snidely whiplash intermission. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's talk there. about uh, let's talk about our Patreon page. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, like the one I'm reading right now, I have a solution for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this show. 
Here's what that means. The Ultimate Edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show, and you get all that without commercials for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Two, three, Uh, the great Barker and Broski. It's a brand new song called Saturday from their new album uh, titled The Legacy of Billy Bob Sr. So I think you get a, a bit of a sense of uh, what this album's all about. Whimsy. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> this is like, I said, this song, a little like a reggae meets B-52s. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. It. It's fun. I, it did. I immediately started bouncing in my chair like a toddler when this song started <laughs> yeah. playing it's automatic absolutely uh gotta love barker broski it's been a while since we heard from those guys and i'm glad they're back with new music here after yeah. uh, about a year or so uh bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit uh any music countdown can be found at bobseska.com and everywhere you get your podcast too okay say bob uh let me let me ask you something yes uh having a show uh what's that like <laughs> No, do you feel like when it comes to like Thursday morning at like ten a.m. Do you suddenly get like this adrenaline rush? Is I don't even I I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know ah, I have right. my I have my alarm set for Tuesday. That's it's, <laughs> that's that's it right now. Yeah. I, it's you know I I'm still learning what retirement is like. I'm in the early stages, and anybody who's been through this knows the, the sort of the emotional things you go through. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not like dramatic or anything. It's just you have different thoughts at different times, and sometimes you have this great feeling of freedom, and then other times you feel uh, lost and afraid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, it's an interesting experience. I'm I know it's going to be fine. I'm good with it. Um, uh, like I said, I'll be back with something at some point. I have no doubt. But right now, I'm doing stuff. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You know what? When I take a vacation, and uh-huh. this is just a period of time where I'm off for like a week, I'll be right. sitting around, and then suddenly, there'll be some voice in my head going, wait, you need to be doing something. Go do something right now. And I'm like, no, uh-huh. shut up. I'm on vacation. Shut up, voice in my head. I don't want to hear you bitching at me. I don't. You don't need to motivate me. I know what I'm doing. I'm taking a vacation. I, and I can't even imagine once you've gotten to that point where you've retired from your main gig. And you're well, <laughs> suddenly going, oh shit! What do I? Uh, is there something? Did Trump do something? Uh, well, wait a minute. Uh, no, that's over. I can relax. You know, I, I, there's something I do have something to do uh, right now, which is, uh, and and I know you want to talk about this. Uh, it's a uh, movie awards season. Oh yeah. And as a member of the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists and the Screen Actors Guild, I vote in the Screen Actors Guild or SAG Awards, mm. and that means they they send me screeners uh, so ah. that I can see all the all the movies that are 
are being considered in about halfway through a stack of I don't know 16 movies something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, there's some great ones out there I recommended one to you and Kimberly that you finally saw yeah are we going to talk about that on the uh, postmortem show oh no or? we're gonna we're gonna talk about that right now it's oh uh, well good yeah. I, how fortuitous <laughs> yeah promising young woman it's, is the movie it's almost like almost like we planned this bit. <laughs> No, as a matter of fact, Buzz, I was going to mention Promising Young Woman. Yes, that's a, a promising young woman. Yeah, yeah. fantastic movie. Carrie Mulligan, Adam Brody, Ryan Cooper, Molly Shannon, uh, Alfred Molina plays a great little uh, cameo role in it too. Uh, without giving away spoilers or anything like that, it is. It, we joke about this with Kimberly all the time. Kimberly's got this uh, vagenda of manicide slogan that goes along with her and her podcast. And when we're watching this movie, we're watching Promising Young Woman. I'm like. They could have called this Vagenda of Manicide if they wanted to be silly, because it was really what I envisioned to be a Vagenda of Manicide. Because essentially, and without giving away too much of it, Carrie Mulligan plays someone who has been hurt in the past. And I'm not going to detail the extent yeah. of what happened to her, but she is almost like a Dexter-type vigilante without the murder part. Right, right. Seeking and revenge. It's a story of revenge. Exactly indeed. right. So mm -hmm. she ends up pretending to be drunk in a bar, for example, and then all these guys... Don't say too much. Okay, Don't well, say too much. Yeah, I, but let, let me say this for movie lovers. Uh, <laughs> if... if if the subject matter alone doesn't intrigue you, uh, as a as a lover of movies, yeah. here's what's fascinating about this movie: it's everything. Yeah, it's it's terrifying, it's hilarious, it's every emotion. You know, I, I talked about this on the interview show, but it, it puts you through every emotion a person can go through. Yeah, and just when you think you've figured out what kind of movie it is. You haven't. It's it's every kind of movie, and it's amazing. So yeah. on a film level, uh, I highly recommend this movie. Not nominated for Best Picture, at least not with the Screen Actors Guild, uh, the acting awards, but uh, a, a fantastic, impressive movie nevertheless. Also enjoyed very, very much News of the World, and I'm rooting for the little girl to win the, the Best Supporting Actress. Oh, I still statue. need to see that. That's yeah. the Tom Hanks Western, isn't it? Helena, yeah. Helena Zengel. Helena Zengel is the girl's name and uh, she does uh, I've always thought of acting as something you do mainly with your face nobody a few people do it as well as uh, as uh, Kristen Johnson on uh, on uh, mom yeah uh, she's an incredible facial actor and there are a number of them out there this this young woman uh, Helena Zengel uh, is uh, has this ability also and in fact has very little dialogue of uh, very little English uh, some of the dialogue she has is German, some is uh, Native American, uh, and but mostly she is silent. Mostly she does her acting with her face, mm -hmm. and she's just amazing. So I highly recommend Tom Hanks, uh, News of the World. One of the things I, I took away from a Promising Young Woman, though, is, yes. is this thought. Predators. If if you're a guy, and also predators who think you're you're just a nice guy, uh, uh -huh. you might think you're being inventive with the way you <laughs> clever, kind of manipulate yeah. women, uh, but you're not. You're not being inventive no. or clever. You're immensely predictable, and this movie's yep. got the act down cold. I mean, yep. she, <laughs> Carrie uh, Mulligan's yeah. character. I'll applaud knew, that statement. Knew yeah. exactly. 
what to look for and could predict every move step by step that was being made and and all the way down to guy but i'm a nice guy i'm a, i'm really serious i'm a nice guy no nah, well hang on <laughs> you know what from yeah. a screenplay perspective alone uh-huh, this is one uh-huh. of the best screenplays one of the best yep. written films that i've That's seen right. in a long right. long time absolutely and when you said clever that is exactly what this movie is it is so well, fucking smart yeah it is and and but i was also applying that to the men who think they've got uh, oh, right, a, yeah, a, a yeah. unique approach with women mm-hmm. uh, no everybody everybody's on to you <laughs> yeah exactly exactly well let's uh completely yeah. change subjects and talk yeah, about the, the filibuster here for a second because i uh, think only only for a second <laughs> right um, we are starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel. And uh-huh. it, it may uh-huh. not actually mean eliminating the filibuster entirely. Right, right. But last week, Kimberly and I talked about this a little bit on the after party on Friday, uh, but it bears repeating that Norm Ornstein and Lawrence O'Donnell came up with a strategy that I think is immensely doable. Mm-hmm. This is something that already Joe Manchin has embraced and is on board with. Basically, yes. what they are suggesting, and Norm Ornstein wrote a whole piece about it uh, in The Atlantic back in September, even before Joe Biden was elected, even before yep. the Democrats uh, won the Senate. And what he was saying is, and I'm going to spare a lot of the wonky parliamentary details, Good. because it is very, very complicated, but the ultimate point is to base the cloture motions on who is present and voting. In other words, what this will do is this will require the minority party in the Senate to be present, standing, and literally filibustering, staying up all night, et cetera, in order to block pieces of legislation. No green eggs and ham. That's exactly They have to to stay (laughs) on point. I think they should call it the Jimmy Stewart bill. Yeah. Because I started out saying we got to eliminate the filibuster. Right. Which I think was a good negotiating point to start from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Because it really did, I think, uh, everybody saying that was contributing to a conversation that got people thinking. Yeah, and and we we were able to squeeze out of Joe Manchin what it, what it is he'd like to see done, and it, as it turns out, uh, he's got some pretty good ideas, or at least he adopted some pretty good ideas from Norm Ornstein and and uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, but uh, at any rate, we've come to a, a, a point of compromise where mm. we can reform the filibuster to make it what it was originally intended to be, which is a voice for the minority, which we're going to be glad to have someday, possibly, yeah. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but maybe not with election reforms. Uh, but but in case we find ourselves in that position again, it'll be nice to at least have a voice and to at least have a real debate and discussion. Under the changes being proposed, uh, Republicans would not only have to speak constantly during that time, but they would have to speak on topic uh, to as to why they have adopted the position they have adopted and, and what they're pushing for yeah uh they may not win but at least they'll get that out there uh, republicans use that now for fox news sound bites mm-hmm. uh, but but uh, this is the kind of reform that, that once again makes the filibuster uh, what jimmy stewart would have done and mr smith <laughs> goes to washington that's right and so what i think and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this but i think my interpretation of what norm ornstein is writing about is uh, that the three-fifths that are required to yes. end a filibuster yes. will be based on 
who is present in the Senate chamber mm-hmm. at that moment. Yeah. Well, they're, what they're talking about now is requiring 41 votes to sustain the filibuster exactly. instead of 60 votes to kill the filibuster. Changing that rule alone mm-hmm. uh, is a huge, huge reform yeah. that, again, makes the filibuster what it was originally intended to be because it is, it can be, a very useful tool for no matter who's in power. Yeah, yeah. So this is a tremendous uh, compromise solution that can go a long way Mm -hmm, to getting mm -hmm. some but not all of the Democratic Biden agenda through the Senate, and I think it's enough. I think I would rather take getting, uh, you know, half of it done than none of it done. And right now it we're may, talking about it, none of it. It may result in even more than that. I have higher hopes for it. I think I think uh, this opens uh, a double door very widely yeah. uh, to, to get those things done. I, I'm very optimistic about what can get done if we make the reforms that you and I have just covered here. That's right. Have you heard anything from Chuck Schumer? Has Chuck Schumer reacted to this yet? Any uh, Democratic leadership in the Senate said, hey, you know, I this is a good idea. I've seen some remarks from uh, Amy Klobuchar and some other members. Uh, certainly, Maisie Hirono was talking about it yes. on MSNBC last night and how, how good of an idea it is. So it is mm-hmm. it is kind of circulating. It's making its rounds. And I think it's only a matter of time before Chuck Schumer goes, hey, you know what? Let's let's do this. And it should be Klobuchar, sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah Klobuchar uh, also started from a position of kill the filibuster. Yeah. And now yeah. she's embracing this compromise. So, And we're seeing Manchin, who, was, who said never, what, what part of Jesus Christ? What part of never don't you understand, I believe, were his words. <laughs> yeah. Um, made it very clear that he would not kill the filibuster. Now we have both Klobuchar and Manchin saying, hey, you know what, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can't help but think that Schumer would go along with that. I don't know. I Obviously, you know, we can't speak for him, but I'm very optimistic about this. It's a very good solution, and it makes me think a little bit about uh, what I what is sort of jokingly, half-jokingly said, was an opening position for negotiations, which was kill the filibuster. Yeah. Uh, that prompted a discussion. Uh, in much the same way as defund the police started a conversation. Now, mm-hmm. that was a detrimental phrase politically before an election. Uh, th- that was not, not helpful uh, in that regard. But it did start a conversation yes. that, that began to affect local changes at the local level. But th- those changes, it will, it will affect more changes under the Biden administration on a national level because those are the kinds of things that are being examined for reform now at the federal level under the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some sanity in starting with a radical position like defund the police or kill the filibuster and then working toward a, a middle solution. And this is a delightful example of not bipartisanship, but how how compromises can be made to get stuff done. Well, and also this Ornstein solution is... Yeah. Actually, something Mitch McConnell would do. I mean, this is yeah, the kind yeah. of end around, mm-hmm. the kind of yep. flanking maneuver that Mitch yep. McConnell would employ in order to get some sort of uh, latitude for himself, like Smart. rolling back the filibuster a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. it, and, and again, it is so clever that it's undeniable that that Mansion yes, and Cinema yeah. would be nuts to walk away and, from this plan because it gives we, them everything and, they want while at the same time I mean it literally gives them everything they want including the accolades of uh, the Democratic establishment nobody can accuse Democrats of uh, censoring the minority uh, yeah. because they're still allowed to speak in fact they have to <laughs> right right oh god well I want fascinating t- <laughs> yeah absolutely well we've got uh, some news from John Barasshole here 
uh, I want to talk about here in just a second. Also, Josh Holly. And before we leave uh, the free show buzz and segue into the postmortem show, yep. I got to I got to talk about those idiots in Ohio or not in Ohio, but in Idaho, Idaho, burning yes. their masks. I've got the uh, the scoop on the fumes that they were creating. Oh, really? By burning those goddamn masks like idiots, like the idiots they are. So he got. You're that. not. You're not. You're not saying there were chemicals in those masks, are you, Bob? Yes, I am. Oh, I and can't wait to hear. What you want to do is get your children all gathered around the oil drum, burning uh-huh. all the masks and breathing in all those cancer-causing fumes. Good luck to you. Get a pencil and paper ready or whatever you write with. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, jot down the chemicals Bob will be giving you. <laughs> well, that and more right after these words. Yeah. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out. Unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Never heard this song before. <laughs> Joking. This is a great Richard Turgeon covering uh, the Monkees in I'm a Believer here. Brand new single from him. RichardTurgeon.bandcamp.com. You want to support his music? So good. So good. what a great cover of this song. And always makes me think. Uh, Kimberly and I were watching the behind the music episode about the Monkees Buzz. Oh and- yeah. Oh man. Fascinating. I, I yeah. I, I'm really very fond of them. <laughs> yeah, so am I. I. You know what? And I was a Monkees super fan when I was a uh, senior oh, in high school, I believe. I think they were playing the Monkees on MTV at the time. And uh-huh. so there was a whole resurgence in Monkees popularity. But one of the funniest things in this Behind the Music episode, in fact, you know what? I, I say one of the funniest things. One of the funniest things to me but and I hope you appreciate the comedy in this buzz. This will be a okay, good gauge in terms of our our comedic overlap here. Simpatico. There was a guy in this uh, behind the music episode about the monkeys. His name was uh-huh. Gary Strobel. I still remember uh-huh. the name. His official title, yeah. as one of the talking heads in the behind the music episode about the monkeys, his official title was Gary Strobel, monkeys historian. <laughs> I'm not making that up. He was a remember monkeys remember historian. <laughs> Remember when we had that job? We were monkeys historians? <laughs> I know. Oh, One of the things that made it so funny to me about that is it, it suggests that there's like an academic quality to it. Like the guy went to college, got his PhD in monkeys history, <laughs> became therefore a licensed monkeys historian. 
Okay. So moving <laughs> I got, along here. I got, to, I got to interview Mickey Dolan's once. That's as close as I got to the monkeys. But okay. and, and I highly recommend if you can you can find this video, a DVD, or maybe you'll find it on a streaming service, or maybe you won't. It's called Elephant Parts. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a like a one-hour comedy special from Mike Nesmith. And it's got some of that... Uh, Sort of like monkey's sensibility to it, but hipper. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of great music and and very silly, funny comedy in there, and fake commercials and stuff uh, that I still find enjoy. It's a little dated, but I even though it's decades old now, I, I still find it highly entertaining today. So if you can find Elephant Parts by Mike <laughs> Nesmith, by all means, do that. Okay, so uh, someone who has no business talking about anything, especially math, uh, John Barrasso, uh, Senator Barrasso, tweeted, if you were to grade the president's ability to keep his promise on opening schools, he would get an F. It's a well-deserved grade because he promised to have schools open all across America within 100 days. He's failed. Instead, he got in, in line behind the teachers' union. Well, that's a bunch of horseshit because, of course, we're only, what did I say, 49 days <laughs> to the Biden administration. To yeah. him, it seems like 100 days. And, you know, that's something else we should note here, if, we, if I may, yeah. uh, that uh, Biden's first 100 days are going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. His, yeah. History will be astounded at all the things uh, Biden has done and undone mm-hmm. in his first 100 days. A man must stay very busy. You, you just got to look. Look at the <laughs> $1.9 trillion piece of legislation, the re- legislation yep. that, that essentially creates stimulus for the American people. This is... This isn't like TARP, where all the money was getting lent out to banks and so on. This is money that's being paid directly to the American people. $1.9 trillion, and he got that done in, in less than 50 days. By the time he signs it, what's it going to be, Saturday? I think they're talking about signing it. I think the House is going to pass it in the next within the next 24 hours or so. And so that's a gigantic accomplishment and one that cannot be uh, downplayed. And I really hope, though, that the Democrats put some backbone into pushing this and promoting it and saying, look what we did. Look at this. So maybe a little bit into the Trump self-promotion territory where you start bragging yes, about this shit. Because you know, and, and that's, again, what I was saying earlier about the sound bites, the Republicans yeah. uh, speaking out against a, a program that 70% of Americans favor mm-hmm. uh, so that they could put these in uh, campaign ads to appeal to Trump voters who they, to whom they still cower yeah uh and and so it i mean it's just silly on the face of it but it just know democrats need to know that republicans are out there right now video recording these campaign ad clips uh that they're going to be using and uh, democrats need to be out there making those same clips yeah. uh, about the things that have been accomplished and the people who've been helped. And uh, it, 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 when it comes to PR, Democrats are going to have to fight back a little harder than the Republicans. Yeah, and I noticed a tweet today from Eric Erickson, of all people, who was saying, and you know what? I wasn't sure I disagreed with it. it was, he was commenting on the fact that Republicans have spent the past week talking about Dr. Seuss. Yes. And yes. Eric Erickson said, you know what? When it comes to Election Day and the midterms, more people are going to remember Dr. Seuss than they remember COVID relief. And I'm, I'm going... I mean, I think he's talking about Republicans, maybe Republican uh, voters. I Trump can't imagine that Democrats sure. would give a shit about Dr. Seuss. But, and I'm going, 
Yeah, you know what? If it's among Republican voters, he's probably right. He's probably right. Trump voters. Yeah, Trump voters, Trump yeah, voters. yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, that that flavor, uh, which is the majority now of Republican voters, but yes, yeah. uh, that, that's the kind of stuff they eat up. That's mm-hmm. the kind of grudge they like to carry into the voting booth. That's right. Uh, and uh, they will deny that Biden has accomplished anything. They they, they do already yeah. deny uh, that Biden has accomplished uh, or could be credited with anything whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have no idea. Well, we saw these idiots in Idaho burning their masks <laughs> as if there aren't people on this planet who need masks. You know, it's just like, yes. first of all, it's, it's immensely wasteful. But this is all more of this COVID shirking that we've been witnessing for the past year where people think it's like some sort of trespass against their uh, freedom or liberty to uh, do the right thing, to follow the COVID protocols and so on. Well, so they decided in Idaho to get all their kids together for some reason and make a big Big, uh, oil drum full of fire and, and put their masks in the fire and burn their masks. But the first thing I thought of when I'm seeing this is uh, the fumes that are being emitted because they're burning these uh, masks that are partly made of plastic. And uh, the thing I thought of, one of the first things I thought of is maybe 15, 20 years ago on HBO, there was this great documentary made by this filmmaker who was trying to figure out why there was a cancer cluster in her neighborhood. And she Uh determined that one of the causes of it was uh, a series of house fires that burned the vinyl siding of the houses, creating cancer-causing fumes Mm -hmm. that then created a cancer cluster in that neighborhood. Wow. Yeah, and um, that was the first thing that popped into my head as soon as I saw these kids, I mean, little kids, like seven, eight years old, Mm -hmm. throwing Mm -hmm. these masks into the open flame and then the the smoke coming up and the fumes. So I looked it up, and I said, well, okay, the kind of masks they were using, what kind of fumes might these things generate? Yeah, they were using, it looked like they were burning the blue surgical masks. Yeah, exactly. These are the exact kind of masks that Kimberly and I have been using for the past right. year. Okay. It says here, so I, I, I looked it up, and uh, experts have determined that many of the masks appeared to be, as you said, the blue surgical face masks, which are uh-huh, often uh-huh. primarily made of polypropylene a type of plastic. Uh And so burning polypropylene results in the formation of dozens of different chemicals, some pretty well known and not of concern in this scenario, such as water and carbon dioxide. But I've got my my number two pencil ready. There you go. But some are certainly toxic. These include formaldehyde, Formaldehyde. Yeah, most well-known for preserving biological specimens. Acetone, the strong-smelling compound used in uh, nail polish remover, and methanol, uh, the main component in antifreeze. So So you're talking about acetone, formaldehyde, methanol. And by the way, acetone, I'm pretty sure acetone is a corrosive chemical, that if you put something in... Uh, you know, a, a vat of acetone, it's going to disintegrate in there. Probably, so, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's the only thing that will take out nail polish. Right, right. Well, others released by burning polypropylene include uh, xylene, which is used in some laboratories to prepare tissues for microscopy, but only I, in a specialized fume hood due to its toxic properties. 
I dated Xylene in high school. You did too, man. I I think that might have been before I did. I'm not sure. Oh, you know, I I dated Benzene. That's younger younger sister. Yeah, Yeah, Benzene, the younger sister. Oh, yeah, by the way, Benzene, also one of the dangerous chemicals found in in these masks. Yeah, when you burn it uh, in polypropylene. It's a dangerous chemical found in car exhaust and cigarette smoke. Well, boy, you got to bring your kids and... (laughs) Suck in the benzene, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, several chemicals such as toluene or toluene, toluene, yeah, found in paint thinner were also detected. Mm-hmm. Many of these compounds can cause eye irritation, respiratory problems, and uh, some of the chemicals found are also listed as probable or possible carcinogens linked to the development of cancers. There was a kid named Ted in my shop class in yeah. high school who'd go back into the paint storage room and sniff toluene. <laughs> And, uh, really? and, uh, Shit. yeah. And then one day Ted walked out in front of a moving car and was killed. Are the you end. serious? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm absolutely serious. Oh my God. Because yeah, he was, yeah. uh, blasted on Toluene. I, Tal-Yuline? I don't, I don't know the facts of the case. I just, uh, give you the facts I have. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Well, yeah, you certainly don't want your kids huffing it in the name of making some sort of. <laughs> no, you know, and, and the kids would have been fine if they just worn masks. <laughs> Okay, that's where we end the show. That is a perfect way to end the show. Oh. I think I I think Democrats ought to have a pants burning where we burn. <laughs> don't don't let society tell you you have to wear pants. No shit. Yeah, let's, let's burn. Let's all get together and burn our pants and make sure burn our pants. Make sure one of the ingredients in your pants is polypropylene for an extra yeah. fun experience. You never know when that's going to come back to haunt you. So good luck. Yeah, uh, dare but don't dream. hurt, don't hurt Xylene. She's a good, a good gal. All right. Well, after the show, I'm going to start collecting all my pants. I'm going to be ready for this. I'm going to hold you yes. to this, Buzz Burbank. Uh, Bob and Buzz's pants burning. <laughs> be there. <laughs> all right. Well, we still have more to talk about. We didn't get to Josh Holly, so we're going to talk about Josh Holly's weird college dorm poster. We're going to talk about that on the uh-huh. post-mortem show coming up next on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. All you got to do is sign up for $5 a month. And for that $5 a month, you get two post-mortem shows every week after this music is done playing. We keep on talking for about another 15, 20 minutes. And you get something that no one else is getting. That's it. And it's, uh, you know, where all the real fun happens. So you're you're missing out if you're not subscribed mm-hmm. to the post-mortem show on our Patreon because page. Yeah. Can you think of anything more fun than a post-mortem? I don't <laughs> think you can. Who doesn't want a post-mortem? That's right. If you know the Latin translation, it's not that fun sounding. But <laughs> no, no, trust no. me. It's a figure of speech in this case. It is ironical is what it is. Uh, and, there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. We're also going to talk about uh, some news from the insurrection and uh, the Q shaman who's you know been slapped back by the judge in the case. That's uh, interesting. Plus uh, some news from the Supreme Court and uh, maybe some more here. Uh, Andrew Cuomo and uh, you know. Uh, oh my. Yeah, maybe a couple more things it'll on be, coronavirus. I don't know. It'll be jam packed. Yeah, it'll be jam packed. It's going to be a, a couple of hours, not twenty minutes. I don't know what the <laughs> hell I was talking about back then. Meanwhile, I'm Bu- <laughs> Buzz Burbank can be found 
found on Twitter at Michael J. Elston, the traditional traditional spelling of Michael and Elston. Also uh, on uh, Facebook at, uh, well, you have to look them up because I don't know what the actual address it's is just on Facebook. Michael J. Elston. It's there really you go. pretty simple. Perfect, perfect. But, but even Buzz Burbank will find it for you. Okay, excellent. Uh, that is it for the show. Let's see here. Is there anything else I want to mention? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Donna Halper tomorrow on the show. Ooh, Donna Halper's ooh. back. We're going to talk about media and a lot more. Donna Halper's one of my favorites, so really looking forward to that. she's happy right now. Absolutely. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.